Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Barry from Moss Pawn and Gun and today we have our 75th gun gripe. Uh, we've 75 episodes into our gun gripes. Yep, hard it's to really, believe it. It is hard to believe yeah. that we've been doing it this long, Barry. But um, anyway, we're going to talk today about a very controversial subject, um, as many of the gun gripes are. We're going to talk about 3D printed guns. Alright, there's a lot of controversy uh, surrounding the technology of readily available 3d printers that you know regular people can buy and have in their home uh, it started out with the fellow putting together an initial uh, schematic or AutoCAD drawing basically or a detailed 3d printer drawing that someone could download and make their own AR-15 receiver mm -hmm. okay that's kind of what set the uh, the whole 3d printer gun thing sort of on fire and uh, really the only reason he did it was because he was trying to prove a point all right, he's trying to prove a point that someone that wanted an AR-15 receiver bad enough is going to find a way to do it, or they're going to find a way to get a gun. Mm -hmm. And also, he did it mainly for the purpose of proving to people that, you know, people should be independent. Mm -hmm. The government shouldn't have any, you know, sort of uh, business in what you do with your guns. And that's kind of where all this controversy's come from. But, uh, Barry, what do you uh, feel about the 3D guns thing? Well. I've heard about this for a long time, and of course the, the resins that are used now might not be durable for a long period of time, but like Eric says, technology is advancing by leaps and bounds now. We don't know what kind of material that you can use in the future. And uh, like Eric's talking about, you could take a billet of aluminum, somebody who knows machine work can make one of these. A receiver and it's completely AI. legal to make. It's completely legal to make, right. as long as you don't sell it or distribute. You have to have a manufacturer's license for that. But somebody with a 3D printer, they don't have to have expensive machinery. Or and knowledge. Or knowledge. If, if they make a receiver that only lasts, say, for a thousand rounds, that's all they need it for. Right. As a survival and, weapon and or something. They can, they can make as many of the receivers as they want. Correct. Uh, the way 3D printers work, okay, you have basically a, uh, it's kind of like uh, it prints in layers, okay? This is a skull that I'm going to show you that a, a buddy of mine over in Germany brought me when he came to visit us. But it's a, a Terminator skull, and it was actually 3D printed. And the way it does is it, it lays down like one little thin layer, and then another thin layer, and it builds it up in layers. And then you got your 3D printed object. What 3D printing has also been used in in industrial applications over the years is when you want to get just a, a, a prototype um, object that you can actually hold and check out, kind of like a, a small working prototype. Right. So like what they'll do is they'll do the AutoCAD drawing, run it in a 3D printer, and then you got, okay, for instance, let's say this was a product that I was going to produce out of solid steel, okay? I could 3D print it, okay, cool, looks neat, the size is right, or okay, I've got to make this product, and then I've got to make it fit inside of something, or do this, or do that. You've got the ability to print out that small object and then look at it. Make sure it's going to work well before you go into full-scale production. Then you can take that uh, design and say, all right, I want to put it in full-scale production, go forth, and on you go. But where the 3D printer thing came in is, you know, guys that are real savvy with AutoCAD uh, software and things like that are going to like, okay, we're going to draw up a AR-15 receiver right. and then make it. Now, the problem with some of the AR-15 receivers is that, of course, with some of the um, polymers or plastics that they're using, they're not the same plastics you're going to see in a actual polymer AR lower. So they're not going to be the same quality, they're probably not going to last as long, but the whole point, and where all these people are all uppity about, is the fact that you can make it. 
No. All right, you can make an AR-15 receiver. There you go. Put it together, and it works. And they have test fired them. They do work. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a story I was reading recently of another fellow that actually made the first 3D printed gun, a complete gun. All right, you drop a 22 in the end of it, twist the barrel in, shoot it, and it works. Now, granted, you have to beat the cases out with a rod. It ain't going to be real quick to reload, but it is a functional 3D gun printed that works, and there's no paperwork trick. But there again, uh, this process is in its infancy right now, and this, the, but technology is, is going ahead so fast. Like Eric said, this is you can count all these layers. We're going to get the close-up of this in a minute, but you can see the layers are only like... I don't know, a sixteenth of an inch thick? If that. If they're, that. they're probably thinner than that. I mean, but, the 3D printer takes a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing probably takes two or three hours to oh, it took It took Richard hours to make this thing. Right. <laughs> but he did it with a 3D printer. He sure no did. No fancy machinery. And this is a Terminator skull, and you're going to see this up close. I mean, every detail, every nut, bolt, push rod, everything in this, in this Terminator skull look-alike is there. All the details. The detail is incredible with it. Absolutely. But uh, this is something that can be done without fancy machinery. That's right. And I think that what it comes down to, again, it's the thought police. You know, I know we always talk about that gun gripe, but that's a very important gun gripe. If you haven't seen it, look it up, where we talk about the thought police. They're basically punishing you for something that you could or could not do. You know, to say that, all right, you can't make a 3D printed receiver or a 3D printed gun or a 3D printed gun part you know, just because you might do something bad with it. Well, who cares? If I'm a responsible enough citizen to buy that firearm and use it, then I should be responsible enough to make it and own it without it being any of their damn business. And that's just the truth of it. I mean, again, for like our previous gun gripe, where we talked about the uh, the whole 2910 uh, bill, uh, you know, we talked about Wyoming. Well, you know, Wyoming is a great example where their their government has said, you know what, screw the feds. If you know you're not doing anything wrong, if you're not depriving someone of their liberty, or if you're not trying to break the law, then you ought to be able to make whatever the hell you want, and they don't have no right to, to give you a hard time about it. So, well, the whole thing that Eric was talking about a while ago with me, this is something they don't want you to do because they can't control it. Now, you can make these all day long; they don't care. You sell them at the flea market, but when you start making something like this, it's different. That's right. This is nothing but a, a toy, a paperweight. A uh, good example of it, though, is, is is this is a 3D printed item, and this is very actually very crudely done. Comparatively, now Comparative, I think that yeah. the um, the 3D printing technology has um, improved quite a bit. And really, what you get, I mean, if you make a 3D printed AR lower like this, it's not going to be ready to drop parts on right out of the printer. I mean, it's going to require finished machining, drilling. It's it's not going to be ready right out the get go. It is going to require finished work. So really one could argue that you only make a receiver when it is ready to accept gun parts. Okay, if I make a rough 80% uh, polymer receiver, okay, out of a, a 3D printer or whatever, and it's not able to accept gun parts, well then I am not making a receiver. No, you're it is only a receiver when it can receive right. gun parts. You've got a facsimile of an a- AR receiver, but it's not. Correct. It's still going to require some uh, these holes are not going to be the precise hole size and all this other kind of things. Right. Uh, it's not going to be there for you. But right. there again, you can make one. Now, with the advancements in polymers and things like the resins and stuff, there's no telling what you can make with this stuff in the future. That's right. And this technology is moving so fast now 
uh, for the first couple hundred years of America, things moved pretty slow. But now, it's moving fast. You get all us young whippersnappers on it, we start oh, yeah. knocking shit out. Right. But uh, allow me to play devil's advocate for a moment when it comes to 3D printing, okay? I always like to play devil's advocate on these subjects because I think that liberty is the utmost important thing that a person has in their life. It's your freedom and your ability to defend your family, okay? I don't think the government should have any influence on your life if you're doing the right thing. Now, for me to play devil's advocate, I mean, you can buy the ATI uh, Omni Polymer AR uh, lowers complete. Complete drop-in lowers ready to go. Now, granted, this was before all the gun ban crap went down, but I bought those things for $69 a piece. Mm -hmm. I've got like 13 of the bastards in my gun safe. Well, we were, so, we were at selling the cost, for over 100 bucks. Well, yeah, I mean, at the cost that they are, the point I'm making is that the cost of what they, they are, they're disposable. Mm -hmm. If they break, who cares? Why bother with a 3D printer when I can buy a factory polymer complete AR lower for $69. But you have to do a 4473 on it. You do, but I mean, again, it, when it comes down to cost, you know, and time and effort, I mean, now granted, the argument is that yes, this, this would be, you know, an AR-15 receiver 3D printed, has no paperwork trail. But then again, is a 4470 or 4473 really a paperwork trail? I mean, yes, it can be. If the gun's used in a crime. It is up to a point. Up to a point, but it's not like every single 4473 just gets reported and turned in and logged and some, you know, person looking them over and with a fine-tooth comb. Well, the problem with the 4473, all they want to do is check out the buyer to be sure they meet the criteria at the time of transfer. I can buy an AR here for a thousand dollars and I say, I, I got buyer's remorse in the morning. I go to the gun show over here at the farmer's market. I can sell it to anybody I want to. And they're not, they don't have to fill out a 4473. That's yeah. what the Obama uh, background check was, a universal background check. I can buy a gun here, fill out a 4473 on it. I'm the last legal transferee through an FFL dealer. I can take it to the gun show tomorrow and sell it to Joe Blow out in the parking lot. It's perfectly legal for me to do that. You can. I mean, you're taking your... your, your well, you're taking that in your own hands, though. It's still right. It's still important for the individual to know that they're selling that item to a responsible person. But what you I'm wouldn't just sell it to yeah. some dubious character. But the point mm -hmm. I'm trying to make is, uh, there, as long as there's no law preventing me from doing that, what good is any of these gun laws? Well, they're not. They're, and, they're no good at all. You know, I guess my argument about 4473s would also be that, I mean, everybody thinks that when you fill out a 4473 that it gets locked in the ATF vault and there's some little ATF vault gremlin thumbing through them and going, oh, this guy looks like a terrorist and blah, blah, blah. They don't do that shit. A 4473 gets filled out, they, get, they stay on the premises of the gun shop. We've got 4473s from like six years ago, if not more. And I mean, they just stay there. Now, if the gun's used in a crime, well then, yeah, they can trace the gun back to where it was bought and all that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not like that stuff just gets turned in. No. I mean, I just don't understand what the huge deal is. I mean, the so, point I'm making is that 3D printed guns should not be a, a big deal. No. I mean, who cares? It, I mean, now granted, from a safety point, they have failed. There's been a couple of them that have blown up AR receivers mm -hmm. and, and the like. So. Well, there's a safety issue. You can buy an 80% receiver, complete receiver that's made of alloy that has no serial number on it. 80% receiver, you don't have to have a 4473 because it's not a gun. It's not a gun part yet. 
Right. It's not finished. How much of those received? Have we researched them lately? The 80%? Uh -huh. Well, right now they've gone up, but you know, pre-gun pre scare prices, you could get an 80% for probably about 90 bucks. Yeah. All right, between 90 and 100 and a quarter, depending on who made it. I mean, you can call up Brownells, order an 80% receiver, which is not considered a real receiver by the ATF's ruling, because it can't take gun parts yet. And yes, it requires you to drill out a few components, finish mill a couple of components, but pretty much the receiver's about ready. Now, what we'll be doing um, in a future video, it's gonna take me a while to get there, but uh, we'll do an 80% AR build for you guys to show you guys how easy it is to take an 80% receiver, finish it out, make your rifle, and you're good to go. I mean, uh, everyone deserves the right and privilege. It's not a privilege, it's a right, but everyone you know, deserves the ability to be able to defend their homes and their family. All right, in this modern age that we live in, there is no reason why an honest person should not have the right to defend themselves. You know, I believe that, that self-defense is a, is a fundamental human right. Mm -hmm. And anybody that says, you can't make your own gun, you can't make your own receiver, you can't own a gun, all this gun control comes down to is they want to control you. You can't have gun control without the word control. Right. And I, I still, I know, we, I know we beat that horse till it's dead. But um, this 3D, you know, gun stuff is not over. Um, there's, there's probably going to be eventually a lot of lawsuits and bullshit coming down, and they're already talking about it with the recent bill and everything. So. Well, without, without getting off on another long-winded tangent uh, sure. about, about a different subject, uh, we're going to do a video pretty soon called Zero Tolerance. Now, what they're trying to impose on young kids in the schools is you can't defend yourself. My son was in high school over here. Some bully came up and punched him. My son about beat him half to death, but my son defending himself was just as guilty as the one that started it, and that's not right. They're teaching and instilling an idea in these young kids that you can't defend yourself because if you do, you're going to be as in much trouble as this guy. That's right. And they're It doesn't matter who started the fight, right. you're both in trouble. They're influencing a child at their most impressionable age, and I think that's wrong, and we're not going to get off on that tonight, but well, that's another subject we're going to talk about pretty soon. I know. Um, it's draconian t uh, type of control over these young kids. And I was always taught, it, 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 don't start a fight, but you finish it. Don't start it, but finish it. I know. If you get the hell beat out of it, you finish it. That's and right. you fight back. And they're teaching you know, these young kids not to fight. I agree, Barry. And you know, they, um, they really have changed a lot, you know, and, and we'll get in it on a future, you know, gun gripe when we talk about it. But I mean, I remember going to shop class in middle school and the shop teacher teaching us how to make knives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then it was just a common thing. It's a dude thing. You're in shop class. What do boys want to learn? They want to learn how to make knives. They want to learn how to sharpen things. They want to learn how to make deadly things. That's, that's in men's nature. Uh -huh. You know, we, we like cool stuff. Uh -huh. And knives are cool. Hello? <laughs> I mean, but you are not going to see that stuff nowadays. No. And just in that same light that they're saying, all right, you know, we're, 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 we're keeping all this out of the schools. Same thing with this technology, you know? It's just they're trying to dumb it down to a point where, you know, the whole point of having technology is to embrace it and make it do things for you that are groundbreaking and revolutionary and awesome and new and, and to inspire thinking. And, uh, you know, there's some smart dudes out there that said, you know what, let's make an IR-15 receiver. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave this video with saying that um, I think that's pretty smart to just say, you know what, it's a big F you to the, uh, to the man. And I think if, if that alone is worth doing it, just just to prove that, you know, it goes back to, a, you know, a criminal's gonna get guns mm -hmm. no matter what. And I think he did that 
more or less to prove that you know laws aren't going to keep people from obtaining uh -huh. uh, what mm -hmm. they want. Mm -hmm. It's just the bottom line. We're going to do a video in the future called Assassin's Choice. I think we've already discussed this, but if you think, uh, uh, remember the Zodiac killer? Mm -hmm. He used a homemade zip gun, and he was very effective with it. And this guy was a genius. He uh, coordinates of the earth and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, they 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 never caught whoever was doing this. Now, one guy was in prison. He claimed to be the Zodiac, but they never proved, and he never proved he was. Sure. But he used a homemade gun. Well, um, in a future video, me and Barry will probably end up talking about a few uh, homemade zip gun designs that are very easy to make. Um, there are some legal ramifications that involve zip guns. Uh, if you do decide you're going to make a zip gun, they're legal if they look like a gun. You cannot make a zip gun that does not look like a gun. That's why, right. that's why cane guns are illegal. That's right, because it doesn't look like a gun. And then it's considered an ALW. Uh, remember, if you are going to make a zip gun, that you make sure you're following proper laws with barrel lengths. Uh, make sure that you know you treat it just like a shotgun. So if you're going to make a zip gun, make sure the barrel's 18 inches or longer. Make sure the overall length of your gun, you know, you got to put a stock on it, you got to put a trigger guard, you got to make it look like a gun. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to make sure you're following the overall length uh, you know, sets and the barrel sets. So as long as you're within those parameters, it is completely legal to manufacture your own zip gun for your own personal use. Uh, so we will showcase one in a future video. Won't we? Yes, we will. All right. Well, cool. Uh, well, people, we appreciate you watching this video. I know some of these get a little long-winded, and I try not to to talk too much. I know sometimes it's, it's hard because there's just so much you want to say and everything while we're on camera. But uh, the 3D printed thing, uh, you know, it's not over. Um, it's far from over, but uh, we appreciate you watching today, and hopefully this has given some food for thought for you to think about, you know, what this technology could do for us, and uh, uh, we appreciate you watching. We have many, many more video concepts in the pipeline, a ton. Hundreds of them. Oh, my gosh. We, we, we brainstorm all the time. Man, we just get a notebook, and we just jot stuff down. We've got pages of ideas, so people, we got more coming. Uh, we appreciate you watching today. We appreciate your phone calls, and uh, you guys have a good one. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Well, we're going to keep them coming, folks, and oh, yeah. I, I, I hope y'all enjoy the videos. I hope you're learning something, and it's food for thought. We're trying to, we're trying to make you open your mind to things. The job of a teacher is not to teach. The job of a teacher is to teach you how to learn, and you learn on your own. Ninety percent of everything I know, I didn't learn in school. They taught me a little history, a little math, a little spelling, a little English, but all my gun knowledge came from the world. A good teacher teaches you how to learn, That's teaches it. you how to teach yourself. That's it. And you know, it goes back to the old adage, you know, you can uh, feed a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. That's right. And same thing. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at, people. So anyway, uh, I know this video was long. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you next time. Have a good one. Ha, 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 ha.